Listen and Live Audio presents Over the End Line by Alfred C. Martino. Read by Todd Lisea. For Daisy and Sarah. Chapter Sunday, November 2nd. It's morning. I'm awake. I wish I wasn't. After a night drowning in alcohol, I'm worse than hungover. I'm still wasted. So I lie in my bed, staring at the ceiling, my head quivering when my eyes are open. But when they're shut, it's as if my bedroom is spinning clockwise and counterclockwise simultaneously, like one of those amusement rides down the shore. My tongue is rough and bone dry and so swollen it doesn't fit in my mouth. I try to swallow, then try again. But I can't gather any spit, so there's nothing to squeeze down my throat. My arms brace. It's like I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Blackness closes in. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to... And the next moment, air suddenly fills my lungs. I gasp greedily for more until, eventually, my arms go slack. Then the rest of my body, too. I smell something nasty. I touch my fingers to my face. It's puke. And then look down. I'm still wearing my shirt from last night. It's stained. My pillow, too. The horrid taste in my mouth vaguely reminds me of the grilled cheese I ate for dinner and the beer and Bacardi that followed. But I'm not sure exactly what remembering means because memories of last night seem like really bad dreams, fading in, fading out, overlapping, sometimes believable. Most times not. I pull off my shirt and wipe my face and then push the pillow off my bed. There's a knock at the door. Ma? I hear her muffled voice on the other side. At least I think I do. Something about a friend who's upset, waiting downstairs, waiting for me? What, Ma? No answer. Maybe what I thought was my mom's voice was just the rush of heat through our house's air vents, or the wind outside. Or maybe it was my imagination, still sloshing in the backwash at the bottom of that final beer bottle I might have finished, or spilled, or tossed into the woods near South Pond. I prop myself up. Lousy idea. Vomit climbs up my throat again. I fight to swallow it back down. I close my eyes, but that just makes my head swirl, so I open them again, waiting for the room to settle. Time passes. I don't know how much. It's too much effort to look at the clock on my nightstand. I feel like crap and doubt a shower is going to change that very much. I manage to sit up and then put my feet to the floor and stand. Ah! Pain rifles up my left leg. I fall to my knees and grab my ankle. It's swollen. A sickly black and blue and hurts like hell. Is it broken? Did I tear a ligament? I try to remember when and what happened, but can't. In the corner, something catches my eye. My home whites and a soccer ball. I scored yesterday in the county championship game, right? I scored the game winner, didn't I? The specifics of how I received the ball and the shot I took are a bit muddled. It was so unlikely. So remarkably unexpected. I limp over to the window 
hold open the curtains and lean my hands on the sill. It's a raw, blustery morning. No one's on our front lawn, and I don't see anyone outside the St. Clair's house across the street. Then I hear something behind me. I turn around, hold my breath and listen. Sounds like whimpers. A girl's. My eyes dart around the room, in the closet, behind the desk and dresser, under my bed. But I see nothing. The whimpers grow louder. As they do, it becomes apparent to me that something more significant than a soccer game occurred in the past 24 hours. On the floor, my jeans and sweatshirt are strewn about. They seem damp and smeared with dirt. A smell of pine and stale beer lingers. So does a sickening feeling.